Hey everybody, I'm Cody from Better Equipped and I am so excited. I am so honored to be sitting here with my oldest daughter by 14 minutes. You're a twin and you beat Ruth out of the womb by 14 minutes. Congratulations on that, by the way. And, uh, and so we've been looking forward to this for quite some time and we're what are we going to talk about today? What do you, what, how would you put it into your words? I know that we've talked about it, but in your words, what are we, what are we aiming at today? Um, what the world um, wants you to do in your life compared to what God wants you to do in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've got a lot of pressure from the world to be something, to do stuff, to act a certain way, to fit in, uh, not just to simply be popular, but like uh, to maybe some people are just trying to avoid standing out and, and get attention. A lot of people, you have some people who are like starving for attention and then you have other people who are trying to avoid attention and they just don't want to like, you know, put any ripples in the water and draw attention to themselves. And so <laughs> I know you might be out there and you might be leaning one way or the other on that. So JL, at this stage in your life, you've been following Jesus, like committed follower of Jesus. You got baptized um, in the summer of 2020, you and you and Ruth did. And I'm just so proud of the young woman of God that you are and are becoming. And um, like myself, we all need God's grace on that learning, growing journey. But man, you you teach me and your mother so much. Um, you're such an encouragement to us and our faith. And so thank you. I'm just so proud of you. And um, I'm so honored to be called your dad. Like, thank you so much. And um, so let's open up this topic. You're uh, really close to heading into middle school. And so you're in the world's eyes, you're still very young, but you're, you're right on the cusp of like the teenage years, the... the <laughs> The like, here's what's coming your way. I think you have a little bit of understanding of like, you know, seeing how people start to change, how how that becomes less and less innocent. There's no way to fully wrap your head around what's ahead in your middle school, high school, young adult years. Um, but what have you seen change like just around you in terms of, you know, more pressure or maybe maybe not? Like, is there more pressure to fit into the kind of the ways of the world and, and things like that? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, it used to be like nothing really mattered about your appearance or what you said or um, even like what you got on a test or something. But now it kind of like all matters and <clears throat> it's really important. And I think that um, that's what's really changed in the past few years. Interesting. Yeah, so <clears throat> kind of multifaceted, you know, whether clothing or or schooling or I'm sure extracurriculars, like what you're involved with or, or what you say, what you'll do. I'm sure a lot of that plays into it. What do you, when you think about the future, middle school, high school, I mean, and, you know, middle school, obviously first, but what are some things that make you kind of, you know, I don't know if you maybe <clears throat> nervous or maybe something related to nervousness when you think about what's ahead of you as much as you know, at this stage in your life. Um, yeah, I think it's a little scary because um, a lot of things are changing in yourself and in other people and also in your life just with schooling a lot because 
middle school is a big change because you're getting more into like extra curriculums and um yeah just things like that yeah not totally um I don't know. Are you able to speak personally on, on what tempts you the most when it comes to the pressures of the world? Like for you specifically, if you, if you're willing to go there, what really like, Oh man, like I can tell the enemy, you know, Satan and, and in conjunction with your flesh, your desires, we all kind of have these natural cravings that are in our flesh, but not of the, the Lord, not of the spirit. What would you say generally as like things that you, you can already tell inside of you like, yeah, those are things that I'm probably going to have to continue to fight against maybe in stronger ways as you get older? Yeah, probably um, probably what my friends are doing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I guess, like, um, not doing all the things they're doing. And trying to get away from that. Also, kind of just, like, what you wear. Like, crop tops, I guess, are the big thing. And, yeah. um, like, trying to stay away from, like, excessive, like, clothes, I guess. As a man at my age, you know, they frown upon me wearing crop tops. So they just don't want that. They just don't want to see me in it. I don't know. I, I don't understand it, guys. Come on. Don't you want to see me in a crop top? I mean, geez, but no, I mean like for sure. I I remember even a few years ago, it was pre COVID, but like I remember I was at like a outdoor like festival and uh, just out in a public place. And I was like blown away by what I was seeing. It was a myriad of things. And I was like, Oh geez, <laughs> like these tiny little babies, they're like teenagers, but like, Oh man, it, it scared me uh, a little bit. And you guys were at the time very young, and so yeah, you're stepping in on that. It's not not even just like it's a great example. Like it's 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 not you know that everything's the end of the world, but it is like what example? Like am I blending in with the world? Am I trying to fit in with the world? Do I feel the pressure of the world to look a certain way, act a certain way, fit in? And am I enough if I don't do those things? Yeah. Who's going to like me? Who's going to still want to be my friend, hang out with me? And I think it, 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 it leads into like, what, where's your identity? Who are you? Uh, is your identity in Christ enough? And I think I've seen you continue to anchor yourself more and more deeply into shaping and finding your identity in Christ and the way he views you, but it's going to get tested. I don't know yeah. if like it's, you're going to get tested. Yeah. How do you feel about that test? Are you like, do you feel ready? Like where's your mindset on, on that test just with the Lord? It's definitely tempting, but, um, I know that, um, there are people in it with me and that they can help me, um, get through it. So I think I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I think you're going to do great. I think you're going to do great. None of us do perfect. I wish I could yeah. rewind and redo some things from middle school, high school, and young adult. I mean, like, that's a part of life. Um, but I think you've got your head screwed on in a way. I'm just, again, so proud of you. I, so let's check out what, what's been our family's kind of memory verse for this month. And I think it really applies to this. So 1 Timothy chapter 4. And 
I, I think this is really pertinent. Um, and I think this is pertinent for everybody. Like, I don't think this is just pertinent just for like JL or, or people in, in her stage of life. I think this is pertinent for me, for you, for anybody, no matter your age. But the Apostle Paul is talking to Timothy and he's, he's giving him instruction and Timothy is young. And he says this in, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, starting in verse 11. JL, do you want to read that for us? Read 11 and 12 uh, out loud. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Very good. All right, so there's a lot there. So he says... Uh, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Okay. So again, don't get stuck there. If you don't consider yourself young, uh, I am considering myself less young every year. Depending on who's looking at me, I'm young. Most people are going to look at you and say, you're young. Um, don't let people look down on you. How does that, that the word of God says that to you, that you're not lesser just even because you're young, that there's a lot that you have to offer to be an example. How does it make you feel as a younger person, you know, within the kingdom of God and the body of Christ? Sometimes it's a little discouraging because, um, like all these adults are doing all these big things and you kind of want to be a part of it, but you kind of feel like you can't do those things and some of it's like encouraging because um you know that God loves you and that when you do grow up and people will consider you a little less young I guess yeah um that you can um start to do those big things too yeah yeah and I think I I I hear you I totally hear you what's cool and I hope it encourages you JL and I hope it encourages anybody else listening that but don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. I mean, there's there's time and place. Like, you don't drive a car yet. That has nothing to do with spir- yeah. your spiritual walk with Jesus. But, like, there are things that are life and season appropriate to your age. And, and that's a part of just kind of in humility accepting that. But spiritually, what he's saying is, but you have a powerful opportunity to set an example for the believers. Now, do you think, JL, that it says because it says for the believers, do you think that means... Not for the unbelievers? No. Okay, so what do you think? How does that include both there then? Um, believers believing in Christ, just like setting an example because everyone like makes mistakes. Everyone yeah. does bad things. So I guess we can try to help them get on track, tell yeah. them that they're not alone. And for the unbelievers, just show them Christ and help them with their journey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can set an example good enough for believers then surely you're setting a great example for unbelievers. And, you know, if it's kind of killing two birds with one stone, except for there's no killing involved here. It's just, you get to, you get to set an example for the believers and that's a, that's a high bar in a good way. And how much more can you set an example for unbelievers? So that's super cool. I know for yeah. me, this passage has meant a lot to me in my growing up, you know, and before I ever knew I'd do ministry in any full-time capacity, I mean, it was something that like, I think there is an opportunity because when you have a young person not looking like the rest of the world and looking more and more like the, an example of the spirit of Christ alive inside of you, that stands out. Like that is not normal. Um, 
And so, when you choose to, to continue to submit your life and your heart to the Spirit of God living inside of you and letting His, his power and His characteristics, the fruit of His Spirit, live out through you, like, you really, um, man, it's a powerful, powerful example. It really is. Um, and so, he, he lists out five things that we can be an example to believers in. And uh, let's just let's just take these one by one. The first one is to be an example to the believers in speech, the way you talk. So how how why do you think that's important, and and how can that be impactful? Um, probably like not saying harsh words to other people, not um, swearing. Yeah. And just having a clean mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Bible says, Paul, the Apostle Paul says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only that which is helpful for building one another up. So, like, when you think about that, I mean, it's like, it's not, it's not like there's a list of curse words in the Bible that you shouldn't say necessarily. Yeah. I mean, you know, God's name in vain and, and you know, misusing God's name and, and s- certain things like that. But, but really, it's like, you can say non-curse words and not helpful, nice, kind building up ways. And, and obviously there's a place for like people you're close to that you, that you love and, and, and they know you love them to, to share maybe sometimes some hard words of, of correction or rebuke or, or really like, Hey, like, here's what I see in you. And, um, there's a place for that, but this can be such an example when you just don't talk like the rest of the world. Yeah. You don't have the attitude of the rest of the world. So that's definitely the the next one is conduct. So the way you act, so, obviously, that includes things you say, but, but thinking about kind of what you do, how's that important? What are some maybe examples of, of how you, your conduct, the way you live and act in your life, how, how can that be an example to the believers and people around you? Um, probably, again, it kind of goes with speech and kind of like the way you dress, um, but also like making big decisions or even small decisions. Yeah. Um, it really shows how you act and being wise in those. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love how you mentioned like the way you make decisions. Like, do you consider what the Lord wants? Do you consider what is good and right and, you know, righteous in his eyes? Like, are you even thinking through that lens? Are you saying, does this align with who Christ is? Is this, does this align with what it means to surrender and live a surrender life to Jesus. I love that. Thank, thanks for sharing that. Um, the third one is to set an example for the believers in love. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's the world's definition of love and there's Jesus's yeah. definition of love. How can you set an example in, in living that out? Um, well, um, so first a lot, like the world kind of thinks of love, like all romantic, like a spouse or a boyfriend, I guess. Sure. Um, but love is also like even like loving a friend. Yeah. Like and caring for them and sometimes even telling them things that they might not want to hear. Um, but being loyal to them and yeah, it can go both ways. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, the world's definition of love is love those who love you, be kind to those who are kind to you. And, and otherwise you have every right to kind of 
you know, not be loving towards those who you don't like, don't love, don't love you back. Yeah. And Christ's love is sacrificial. It's it's loving those. It says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Like, what a high bar. And that Jesus example of that, he loved us while we were still enemies of him. And that is so radically different than the ways of the world. And not it's not just this sexualized type of love that that the world is obsessed with. And saying that's all that love is, is it's kind of like, what romantic feelings do you have? And letting your feelings lead you. It's really about, no, we're called to love the way Christ loved us. And believers, it says the world will know that we are his disciples by the way that we love one another. So like, what a high call to love God and to love our neighbors ourselves. This is like such an identity and an embodiment of, of what we should be about and really looks different than the world is filled with hatred yeah. and fighting and, and division. And when we stand out in that way, it's such an example. All right. Fourth one in faith, setting, setting an example for the believers in your faith, kind of your trust. So how, how can that really stand out and look in contrast to the ways of the world? Um, believing in God, like that's a big one. Like you can't see him physically like me and you talking. Um, like just believing that he's there and he's doing things in your life even when you can't feel it or you don't think that he's doing things. Yeah. And, and also other people's lives and um, just believing that he's doing things. Yeah. Absolutely. The more I trust God in faith, the less anxiety I have. And I know our world right now is riddled with anxiety. um, And I have compassion for that. Like, I understand like that's, that's hard for, for me as well. Like I got to constantly work on surrendering and trusting God, even when I don't see, when I don't know, when I don't feel like I have control. Um, It gives me hope and it gives me a, a trust that even when I can't see, you know, how did Peter walk on water? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. But because of Jesus and Peter, when he fixed his eyes on Jesus, he, he walked on water. And as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus and stared at the wind and the waves, he began to sink. And I think for us as believers, we can set an example in faith by the way we trust and don't be filled with anxiety and worry and stress and, and, and which leads to things like depression and sadness and hopelessness. And our world needs an example of that. Believers need an example yeah. of what does it mean to trust God, even when it's hard, even when it doesn't make sense, even when things don't go your way, can you trust Him in that? And so, what an example we can have. All right, the fifth one, the last one is purity. Okay, how do we set an example for the believers, for those around us in purity, J.L.? So, there's a lot of overlapping, um, I would say, kind of goes with like, like how you talk, how you dress. Yeah. Just being clean in basically all you do. Yeah. Yeah, there's a purity, not just sexually. That's obviously the most dominant one, but it's purity of mind, purity of, of heart and attitude. There's a just a... Uh, there's an overall sense of purity that kind of affects everything in our life, our motivations, our intentions, how we live. But then, um, yeah, there's definitely the purity of like guarding our eyes, guarding our mind, guarding our heart. Um, there's so many things like really overtly in our face, music, media, movies, internet, social media, like websites, obviously pornography, everything like it's all right there. Do you hear people talking about that already? 
all of those things in kind of the impure way around you at school and things like that? Is that something that already is, is like, Hey, it's there, it's around people, people are engaging in, in the impurity side of that. Yeah. Some people it's kind of like hidden in disguise, but you can tell it's kind of there. And some people it's like clear out, just like, boom. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just kind of loud and proud about it. And yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's so much pressure of like, you know, who do you got to be your sexuality, your sexual identity, and that's who you are. And how do you define yourself that way? And, and like in a life in Christ, like, no, like uh, my identity, even in just a, a, a heterosexual way between a, a woman and a man, like that's not, that's still not your identity. Yeah. My identity is in Christ. That has nothing to do with my sexuality. That has nothing to do with that. And really, I need to guard my heart and mind against those uh, really false ways of thinking, let alone just the impurities that can be found and really that Satan tries to attack us with. So, um, it's going to be really important for you, JL, and, and, and your siblings, as you grow to really take that seriously, to think about them yeah. as not in any fearful way, but a very sobering, cautious, very cautious. Like, you need to understand that Satan's not passive. He will try to attack. He will try to deceive, to trick. He will try to get you uh, not only exposed to things, but also to get you to bury them and hide them, and, and which breeds more and more of that, that like sadness or, or um, hidden, hiddenness and, and guilt that can weigh down and, and doesn't allow you to live in that freedom and light. So I want to encourage you, like not, not just your parents, but there's gonna be people around you as believers who I'd encourage you to like, make sure that you have those outlets as you, even, even into your adult years, of course, especially in your adult years, but now and later that you're, you have people that you can talk to and be real with and say, no, here's, here's the attacks of the enemy. Here's where I feel like I'm failing. Here's where I need help. So uh, what encouragement would you give people listening uh, on this on this topic of of not not looking like the world? Because you have people, you have adults listening that um, maybe for them, maybe you know, it's definitely the things we talked about. But maybe it's like, do I do I make enough money? Do I drive the right car? Am I able to take those vacations? Yeah. Individually, those things aren't like horrible, but like the the internal pressures of. Do I sound like the world? Do I fit like the world? Like, who are my friends? Who are this? You know, do I get to do what everybody else is doing? Um, you know, I don't want to cause any waves at my workplace. But what encouragement, just to any believer out there listening, what encouragement would you give them to really think about this and and challenge them to 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 live in the spirit of Christ and not like the spirit of this world? So I would probably say that you're not alone and there's plenty <laughs> of people out there that are thinking the same thing and um, trying to fit in. Um, and also I would say that this is just temporary. Yeah. That there's like eternity left for um, you after you die. Yeah. Um, that kind of show those decisions that um, you made. That eternal perspective is so important because we tend to get so engrossed in this life. Even, even Paul says to Timothy, like, don't become entangled in civilian affairs. 
have this eternal mindset that we are citizens of heaven, that we that that this life is so brief. It's a mist. It's a vapor. It's here today and gone tomorrow. It's like a flower that that's there one day and and withers and fades and is burned up. Like this life, these bodies are so temporary in especially in comparison to the life we will have with Jesus forever and that we will meet Jesus that that we will give an account for was he really lord and master over our lives or or did we live for ourselves did we live to gratify the desires of our flesh did we yeah. live to to please people or did we live to please god and um i believe that's a, a to please god is a life of a, a life filled with life with joy with hope with peace. And those are things that the world, there's nothing in this world that can give that other than Jesus. And so keeping your mind on that is so important. So I appreciate you bringing yeah. up the eternal perspective of, man, we have forever to enjoy all, all the, the, the pleasures that are so much greater than this life that only God will offer in perfection in his presence. Um, but in this life, man, like it's a test to see, yeah. do we really love him? And so, Jay, I, I, I challenge you, uh, and just like I want you to challenge me to live into that, that calling and that test to say, what is my life about? What is it for? And, and to ponder, for all of us to ponder, am I, am I living a life of, of, you know, those things of speech and conduct and, and purity and love and, and faith? Like, are those things that, how am I doing? You know, kind of, yeah. not a checklist, just, you know... Um, just to simplify, oversimplify it, but how am I doing those areas? What is my example? Who who are examples for me that I should be paying attention to and maybe surrounding myself more with? And and am I looking at the Word of God to really shape my mind and my heart? So J- again, Jail, I'm so proud of you. Thanks for sharing this with us. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm excited for future conversations that we'll be able to have off camera most of the time, but occasionally on camera, ways that we can encourage others. So thank you for encouraging us today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I hope you've been blessed by this. If you want to send JL a comment, just just either comment below or reach out to me at betterequippedwithcody at gmail.com. I will be her secretary and we'll pass those along and uh, uh, just to, you can encourage her and be praying for her and for her three other siblings and for Micah and I as their parents. Um, again, I'm honored to be your, your dad. And, um, I hope to set an, an example for you and, and do my part. I know your, your mother feels the same. And I, again, thanks for being open to that and humble to receive yeah. that teaching example. I'm so proud of you. And I know that you're going to continue to be a light and example to believers and unbelievers alike. So, um, Hey, we'll see you on the next episode guys. All right. Bye.